we do is is we we create a product genome and and it's based on detailed product attributes um, that get into the bill of materials. Before we get started with the show, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Global Training Center. As trade compliance professionals, you want to make sure that your procedures and documentation are completed as correctly as possible to avoid any delays and possible fines. We provide a range of trade compliance courses that will fit your needs. From in-person or web training to recorded on-demand courses, we can train one or even thousands on your team through your learning platform or on our portal. We can even customize a private session for your team. Go to globaltrainingcenter.com to find out more. All right, folks, we're back for another uh, show for uh, Simply Trade. Again, we greatly appreciate your listenership. And uh, if you will, make sure you uh, download us. Hopefully, you will flag us as uh, being somebody that you like and uh, share the shows. But, uh, Lalo, how are you doing today, man? I'll tell you, I'm, I've was just talking about it. It's like I've had to get my coffee this afternoon to, to get another shot in the arm. <laughs> it's like I've been burning the candle at both ends since we got back from ICPA. Yeah, it's it's been one of those days for you, I guess. No, yeah, it's been uh, pretty busy, you're right, since ICPA. And at ICPA, we met a few people, a few companies or vendors that were doing AI, correct? Uh, that that were new technology and trade, et cetera, right? I mean, you, 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 we talked to those folks. There were several companies that were touting the use of AI technology or application thereof. So, you know, with that... But where were you going as far as genealogy, so, it sounds yeah. like? Or, or, what, what were you getting at? Right. So what I was going to say is, uh, so we have, um, you know, people know about Ancestry and 23andMe, or if they don't, they will now. But anyway, um, you find out, like, what what is uh, your, your genetic makeup, you know, like how much percentage are you from here, what region, and, you know, your all that. And so... Um, I try to relate that to what we're going to talk today. I can I wanted to make it like like you and I say, Andy. You know, we're we're dumb as a bo- uh, uh, a box of rocks, or what, what do you say? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, dumb as a box of rocks. I you know, yeah, draw so, me a picture so I want, here because I yeah. need some guidance. <laughs> so I want I wanted to explain it like if like if uh, like to a fifth grader level. So to me, is like okay, how am I going to do that? So I wanted to figure out. Um, so how how is one person's makeup? you know, like, like, uh, again, their, their, their genetics, et cetera, how, what makes up that person. So that's related to the, to, in a way to what we're going to talk about today. AI can help us figure out the makeup and the genetic makeup, the genome and, and, and as it, as it's known for the products genome. And so I thought this was so interesting when I first read about it, uh, we were introduced to our next guest by, um, Leslie, um, August, who was Leslie August. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she 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 described what what this next guest does and quickly i was like yeah we got to have him on i mean it's very interesting we like technology we like uh where where um, trade is going with technology um so that's pretty much let's see if my little explanation makes us everybody understand what what the heck we're going to be talking about here in the next 30 minutes or so well, we're bringing on, uh, we have our guest is uh, Todd Smith, and uh, I, all right, I have to be a plead ignorance here. I have, uh, I'm looking for my notes, and they, everything's gone here. Todd, what company are you with here? And, and, and help me out here as, as like, uh, with your background, what you're going to be talking about here. 
So yeah, I, I, I'm the, the founder or CEO of a company that goes by the name of KYG Trade. And uh, KYG uh, stands for Know Your Goods. Uh, so I'm, you know, instead of Know Your Customer, uh, we're, we're Know Your Goods. And I'm excited to say that we got a trademark on that. So I'm really happy. Well, fantastic. Actually, this is now I'm even more intrigued from uh, our uh pre-show pre-show uh discussion here i, I, I immediately there's several examples that come to mind that i'm thinking you know if you are a trade person you know, like trade compliance if you're logistics if you're even in the sourcing area this is something that folks you better uh, uh stay tuned and and listen to this because this is this has the opportunity to help out and i'm going to quite frankly i'm going to say in dealing with compliance related to the uh, the uh, forced labor prevention acts and and all of those kinds of things, I, I will say it, it's unreal. So I I can see an immediate application here, but I and I'm jumping way ahead, Todd. So I hope I don't steal your thunder. But man, folks, I, I'm going to tell you what we got something here that's really slick. So okay, with that said, um. Lala, did you want to initially start with a question or did we want to let Todd uh, kind of go uh, and open us up here? Well, we can let Todd open it up, but we'll use a scenario. I mean, I think this has been the default scenario that we've used in our podcast before is that famous Uyghur cotton. <laughs> and and it's it's produced or made somehow somewhere like it's sent to, let's use the example we used in a recent episode, right? It, it, it's sent to Mexico. So a bolt of, what we were talking about, it was a bolt of uh, cotton fabric sent down to Mexico to a plant, right? Right. Significantly transformed into some garment. It comes into the U.S. as Mexican, but it really, the, the, the source of it or the, the origin of it down to the, the, the raw material um, is not, you know, it's, it's Uyghur and it's, it's technically banned from coming into the U.S., but Either the buyer doesn't know this, or the the importer has no idea. He thinks he or she thinks it's it's a Mexican product. But anyway, so it, it, let's use. I guess we don't have to use that example. But I mean that that's, well, no, that's, that's a, a classic. That's a good example. example. Yeah. It's, it's that's classic a classic and, example. And, yeah, yeah. And what happens, so folks know, as far as the scenario, is that the Uyghur cotton was sent to Mexico. Like you said, it went through the manufacturer. So it, the goods went through a substantial transformation. So it's now no longer a bolt of cotton. It is a, a, a cotton fabric. It is now like men's shirts or whatever. It came across the border and it wound up uh, being rejected by CBP because when they tested it, uh, they looked at the, I guess the DNA, if you want to call it that now, I'm not a scientist. So f please forgive my ignorance. If I, Todd, if I misspeak speak here, uh, and it found that the cotton was of the northwest region of China, which is the Uyghur area. And so they rejected the whole thing. Can you imagine the amount of money that was tied up with not only the importer and the buying company that was trying to get that in, but then rejecting that? And I don't know if the goods were seized or just uh, sent back or what, but I mean, that just tied up all kinds of mess there at the border and all that. So. With that said, Todd, I'm going to open it up to you. There's the scenario we're kind of playing with right there. What can you, you know, as far as your 
thought of some technology now to help companies know your goods that you just said. How do I know what I'm dealing, what I'm buying and, and whatnot? Yeah, no, it's 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 uh it's it's a big issue for um importers uh and it's not just the US. The EU is actually even further ahead of the US in in in, in creating laws and enforcing laws. But um the, the, while while you guys read ICPA uh that very same week there was a forced labor tech expo in Washington DC at the Ronald Reagan building and that that's where I was. And um, at that at that event, they 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 had approximately nineteen companies presenting their technology, um, and and as as a solution, you know, to to de-risking the 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 supply chain. Understanding the on the back end of this, when when the proverbial you know what hits the fan at the border or or at the port. Um, all right, that's that's where it's not good. So, all right, what can you do, or what steps should be taken in this scenario of what you're talking about here? With the, I mean, how is AI going to even help out in this kind of realm or something? Well, well, AI is going to be tremendously helpful, um, and and there's a lot of money being being put into this by uh, you know Silicon Valley. Um, you, you you probably have had companies on your show that have raised, you know, large sums of money. So there, there's, there's a lot of interest in this area. Um, and, and really what it's about is not, in my opinion, too dissimilar from, from the CT, you know, CTPAT program that customs implemented after 9-11. It's, it's really importers need to know their supply chain. And um, in order to do that, they, they need to go down all, you know, all the way to what I call the the tier in you got to go all the way from the finished product to the raw material you, you know you got to go to the to the cotton uh where it's the cotton farm you got to go down to the to the mine um and 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 you have to have a a good audit trail um because you know the the, the legal standard for uh, proving that your products uh, were not produced with forced labor is you know the term of art is called a rebuttable presumption. So customs will take the position that your product is made with forced labor, and unless you can rebut that presumption, you know you're stuck. And so, how are you going to do that? And and the way the way you're going to be able to do that is is by having a a a really good audit trail um, that traces all the way back to the to the raw material. And um, as I just mentioned, in D.C., there were about 19 different companies that um, customs vetted and put on the podium and told the world, you know, yeah, these laws have come out. We've we've we, you know, we, we have withhold release orders. We have detentions. There, there are going to be penalties. Um, but, you know, under the customs law and regulations and in accordance with the reasonable care standard. You know, our job is to inform you, you know, what you can do to, you know, exercise that reasonable care. And so they, they, they're they saying, here, we're letting you know there are companies out here that can help you figure this stuff out. And there were about 19 companies um, you know, that, that presented on that topic. So 
So there, it, the regs are here. The enforcement is here. It's going to get more stringent. They, they, they mentioned that in the first quarter of this year, the number of um, uh, detentions and investigations has already surpassed all of last year. So um, it, it's, it's, it's just going to become more and more uh, complex and stringent. And um, having really good controls around this and good, good records is going to be the key. Okay, so help me out, though, where you're going with this is that with the artificial intelligence you're talking about, where's the application here? Because having an audit trail is one thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat, all right, I'm going to play devil's advocate, all right, not to be argumentative, but I'm like, okay, I'm Andy Shiles, and I am buying product from a distributor of some kind. And I want my widget, whatever it may be. <coughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to know the origin of these goods. You know, who are you getting them from? Well, the distributor is, distributors are not going to be very likely to say, well, here's who my supplier is and then who their manufacturer is or who their raw good. I mean, all the way back, everybody's going, well, wait a minute. So seeing that kind of scenario where that's going to be a struggle, as you just said, you you need to have that audit trail. I can only go back this far because they're not willing to share with me anybody else. What can I do about this? And wh where's your application of this? You know, most of the, uh, the artificial intelligence that I'm hearing right now, as far as application being talked about, is how to automate the classification process for my catalog of goods. Hi everyone, are you loving our podcast? Do you feel like watching instead of just listening to our episodes? We have started to share our podcast videos on our trade community, www.crowd.trade, where you can view the complete show, comment and carry conversations with your peers. We have built a trade community around our training courses and different resources for you to collaborate and gain the knowledge you are looking for. Head over to crowd.trade and register for your free account. Let's start trading. About doing something a little different, are you not? I am. I am indeed. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, the approach that most companies are taking right now, because it is such a complex issue and it's so hard to get into those different tiers of the supply chain, is what I would call an outward, an outside-in approach, where they there are companies that that are aggregating publicly available data. Um, I don't know how far you go back and remember the peers data, um, you know, peers, which is it's it's publicly available manifest data, and and many countries make that data available, um, and it's gone through several different life cycles. Um, but what's what's happening is that some of these tech these these there are these supply chain mapping companies that are that are appearing on the scene that take that publicly available data and and using different techniques which I lump into the category of artificial intelligence they 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 are creating these maps of supply chains. And, and, and really what they are is they're inferred maps because the manifest data doesn't connect the raw material supplier to the baler to, you know, to the mill. They, they, they... 
Right. Well, the manifest is only the, it's the international transaction. It's, it, it's like, you know, you're moving it from point A to point B. So you can maybe get it to the port of export or possibly the origin of the shipment, but that still, that gets you closer to it. It's almost like what I call, <laughs> Lalo's heard me use this term before, is if I've got a problem uh, and I was like, well, I don't have a solution, but you know what? I know Todd, he can get me, it's what I call bird dog. It's like, let me get that far. And if Todd doesn't know, he can at least refer me. To, so you get back and the manifest data gets you at least closer, at least to where that shipment originated. Who knows where it's manufactured? So, so that to me is is if you remember macroeconomics and microeconomics. To me, the whole supply chain mapping of publicly sourced data is a is a is a is a macro approach, macro level, and it and it and it, it, it can help you um, from from a, a risk assessment. It can help you identify pockets of risk, areas, you know, ge geography, regions of risk. But it's out. It's it's outside in. So, so so my approach, you know, and from my my own background, which as a as a partner at the Big Four, I was I was a trade and customs partner at KPMG and EOI most of my career. And you know, when when we're getting hired to help a company with country of origin, free trade agreement, conflict minerals, you name it. You know, you, you got to get into the weeds, you, as you were just saying, Andy, you got you got to get boots on the ground. You got to understand, you know, how that pot product is being produced. If it's if it's apparel, you're you're getting into the tech pack. You, you know, if 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 it's a complex manufactured goods, you're getting into the bill of materials. And um, so 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 our approach, therefore, is really an inside out approach. And, and, and if we can get our hands on, and this is key, if we can get our hands on, on that level of detail on the product, well, then it's, it's, it's really a beautiful picture that we can create, a beautiful graph that we can create that takes you all the way from the finished product to the raw material from an in, inside out approach. And it's specific to the product versus a macro this is kind of what's happening in your in your supply chain world it's you know for this particular because when customs is going to stop a product it's going to be based on that shipment which has a particular skew that, that shipment and that product not necessarily what your paperwork says although the paperwork is an indicator i get what i all right so i, I love where this is going but here here's so as you're going through this you get it down to that product level what I'm kind of hearing is, well, all right, let's keep going before I ask the question. So in other words, as you're looking at this is, so you get it to that product level. Let's say that, all right, I have this widget I'm talking about. I'm going to buy some more from this distributor. It could be an existing one, but, you know, with these new laws and regulations, this distributor distributor is telling me, hey, it's not manufactured in any way force or or or, or with uh, la uh forced labor at all it's all a legitimate it's like okay fine they've given me certificate of, of origin they've given the cross the t's done that all the paperwork looks great what do i do i turn around and say todd here's my widget we're, we're, we're building up to what i do it's i'm sorry it's such a long a long answer to to, you know, to, to the question but I'm, I'm i'm building up and 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 so what what we do 
is is we we create a product genome and and it's based on detailed product attributes um, that get into the bill of materials and and once we have that we're able to figure out who the component suppliers are and and we do use AI parts and pieces of AI to construct that that genome because more often than not the nuggets of information the the, the genomic data that we're looking for is in different places it, it's never in oh, one yeah. place it's never in one single place so okay so i have to say time out for just a second here okay so for our listeners we are throwing in a term that's not generally used in supply chain compliance and all that this genome that's more of a scientific type term and so when we're talking about that for somebody like myself, Todd, here is like, you know, and, and Lalo and I are right here together, I guess you, Lalo, I'm sure you run circles around me on this one, but what I'm hearing is this is almost like the equivalent. I'm going to say it in layman terms. So you correct me here. Is this getting the genome of this? Is it kind of like getting a DNA printout of what this product is and where the origins are of it? Exactly. That's what we construct our, our platform. Okay makes it easier than, than, than using email and sending questions to lots of different people in the supply chain to, to provide bits and pieces of information. We have a, a platform where, where the parties in the supply chain can provide their piece of information, which is always gonna be disparate pieces of data about the individual SKU. And, and, and we're able to construct a genome of that product. That's, that's, of course, it's not an actual DNA sample, just, you know, you know, just, you know, disclaimer, we're not actually taking a DNA sample and, and, and doing a genome. We're creating, you know, an analogy, it's a metaphor. We're creating a product, a product genome that gets into all of the components, who the suppliers are, the sources, the locations. And, and, and once we have that about the product, you know, once we have that product genome, we're then using a different combination of tools which i call ai generally speaking so we're applying ai to create the genome then we're applying a different kind of ai to evaluate the regulations that apply to that product and and, and we're able to answer questions that the regulations are asking of us about the product to then basically you know create a determination about the product and it's it's really fantastic that you know the ai can do this way faster than the analyst you know and the lawyers know and you know i was i'm one of them like i i was that's how i made a living reviewing regulations and then trying to find answers in lots of emails pdfs um, excel sheets conversations with engineers to find those answers and then go back to the regulations oh we just learned something new you know, does that change our analysis? We're able to use AI for this now. And, and, and the AI can then present the answer and we're able to document all of the source information, you know, that, that, that genome and all of the related sources, if it came from a general ledger, if it came from an invoice, a PO, we're able to capture all of that. We're able to, to capture the analysis that was done by, by the machine. And what we do is we, we create a snapshot of the analysis and the decision at that point in time. 
And then we, we make that record immutable using blockchain technology for future audit reference. So, so when the regulators come and you tell them, you know, here's our answer, and they want to know how you got there, they will be able to know and see and review all that rich underlying documentation. And they'll know that that was the original documentation because it's been anchored to a blockchain. So that's, we're using AI to construct the product genome. I know it's a long uh, answer to your question. And then we're using AI to evaluate the regulations. The application on this is a scenario, all right, for the compliance related folks, the purchasing related folks that are sourcing these, the products of whatever it is. Can you imagine just those two entities in this, that uh, if somebody came back and customs doesn't, uh, uh, an audit of something and, or stops your shipment at the border, people are going to go around like, Hey, how can we prove that it is not forced labor? And you come back with this. Can you imagine the credibility that you and your company would have in being able to provide the level of detail that Todd, you just mentioned unreal. That would be phenomenal because it goes beyond trying to just say, well, we're our due diligence. We've gone through and we tried to audit this way and we've traveled out this far. Or we've gone so far, but you're able to take whatever information you have and then create that genome for that product with that, you know, a lot of information plus the supporting thing of the regulation. So you've got two sides of it. And then the third one is utilizing the blockchain. So it locks it down digitally and you can provide it. And it's going to give again, here it is. And we haven't modified it in here and all that. So I'm, uh, this is unreal. Yeah, you got, you got track and trace and that's, that's good. But if you have a complex manufactured good of, of a thousand parts that are moving and you're tracking it and then it makes its way into a, a sub assembly and then it goes somewhere. I mean, track and trace is, but it has this limitation. So, you know, what, what we're doing is we're, we're creating a snapshot in time, you know, during that track and trace life cycle, because each time, you know, the, 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 a raw material gets substantially transformed into an intermediate, which gets transformed into a finished good. There are different characteristics, different regulations apply. You know, so we're, we're able to capture snapshots, points in time along that track and trace continuum. Hey, Andy, and uh, so I hate to cut it off here only because um cut it off right in the middle of this stuff. exactly so let, let's just i just a quick note we're gonna break it up into two episodes so definitely we are not going to cut this one short we're just going to run it over and so this is the end of the first part and the second part listen folks you definitely are going to want to listen to the second part of this show this is some good stuff and a new spin if you want to call it that on ai application in the supply chain Exactly. So enjoy. Thank you very much for joining us. Simply Trade is brought to you by the generous contributions of Global Training Center. You can follow the show and GTC on LinkedIn or Twitter and other social networks. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Also, make sure that you share this with a friend and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. We really like hearing from you. 
If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show or would like to sponsor Simply Trade or suggest any topic you would like for us to discuss, please contact us via email at simplytrade at globaltrainingcenter.com or you can DM us on Twitter at simplytradepod. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. Happy trading. Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situations. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error-free. The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.